Hello, this is Jim McGregor, and welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm joined today by James Chen and Finbar Moynihan from MediaTek, a major technology leader in the industry that not everyone knows, and rightfully so. They're a major innovator based out of Taiwan. A lot of people associate them just with smartphones, but quite honestly, they're a leader in a lot of areas, including digital set-top boxes, digital TVs, and many, many other areas. So with that, I'm going to let Finbar give a better introduction of who MediaTek is and the leadership position they have in the industry. Thanks, Jim. Um, good introduction, good start, and thanks for the opportunity to maybe give a little bit of a higher level overview of who we are as a, as a company. So MediaTek is the seventh largest semiconductor company uh, in based on revenues in 2021, fourth largest fabless company overall. We did about $17.6 billion of revenue in 2021, which was up from $10.9 billion the year before. So 60% growth year over year. That would explain why we're at the Phoenician resort. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a nice resort. Um, but as you said, you know, probably most people know us for the mobile segment, um, feature phones, smartphones, etc. But that accounts for just over 50% of our revenue um, last year, about 53%. And the other almost 50% comes from non-mobile or, or other applications, including Wi-Fi, where we're a very strong uh, broad-based Wi-Fi supplier across a whole bunch of segments from routers, repeaters, operator broadband, consumer electronics products, as well as obviously for mobile, but also number one supplier for TV SOCs. And then a whole host of other devices, uh, IoT devices, tablets, Chromebooks. Basically, we power over two and a half billion consumer electronics products every year with our products. So if you haven't heard of us, chances are you're using a device that has MediaTek inside of it. Yeah, anything from clocks to tablets to you name it. You're one of the companies that's embedded in just about everything. Pretty much, pretty much. So, you know, we're here at the 2022 Analyst Day, yep. and you guys are going to be talking about some of the announcements coming up. And one area, obviously, is mobile chipsets. Yep. So you want to give us an overview? Sure. So as I said, you know, mobile is a, just over 50% of our, our business. Um, we actually became the number one smartphone SOC vendor in the third quarter of 2020, so six quarters ago. And we've held that position for the last six or seven quarters. I think we've done that on the back of a few things. One, we had a very strong investment in 5G technology. And so we were able to enter the first wave of 5G devices um, that they started shipping in 2020. But also on top of that, we kept a very strong and even grew our share in 4G LTE. So when we talk about markets like the US, 5G has obviously become kind of the standard that more and more devices are, are, are powered by. But you have other markets. Africa, LATAM, Southeast Asia, India, where 4G technology today is still the de facto technology for most of the smartphones, although that is beginning to shift as well. So what we're announcing at the event this week here in, in, in Arizona are a couple of new mobile platforms. First, we're introducing a um, 6 nanometer 4G LTE solution. Um, so this is moving our 4G LTE solutions into this new process technology, six nanometer advanced technology. That does a couple of important things. One, it significantly improves the power consumption of the platform, which is good for smartphones anyway. But I think more importantly, by moving into six nanometer technology, 
we're alleviating some of the supply constraints we've seen in some of the older generations of technology like 12 nanometer where our existing 4G products are made. So we think this is going to help with continuity supply of the 4G segment, which is still a high volume segment for us as we go forward. On top of that, at the event, we're going to be talking about uh, two new 5G solutions. One is the Dimensity 930, and this is our new solution for uh, mainstream 5G devices, um, phones going forward. Couple of important things about that, we're adding or updating the ARM CPU core from Cortex-A76s to A78s, so they'll see a CPU performance uplift. We're introducing a new graphics core, which will also give a graphics update. And we're adding support for some of the more advanced memory interfaces like LPDDR5, for example. Again, more about supply chain continuity, memory availability in the coming years for that, that um, mid-tier, if you like, 5G phones. And then from a US perspective, I think maybe the most exciting product is the Dimensity 1050, which is our first uh, millimeter wave uh, smartphone SOC. So we're going to see basically that device adding support in the 5G modem for not just the sub six variant of 5G that we've um, seen in all of our devices up to now, but this is an enhancement. So it's our release 16 modem. It adds support for millimeter wave it also adds uh, increased support for more bands of sub-6. So we su supply, support three carriers on the sub-6 uh, modem. So that will basically integrate all of that capability into the product, including a full millimeter wave radio solution that's developed by MediaTek. That will be available now and will be in phones in the third quarter of this year in the U.S. market. Uh, that's great. That's great to uh, see those high-end products here in the market. Exactly. Now, if I could only get them to work on Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the you know the phone is going to be available, I think, yeah. fairly broadly in the U.S. in in the third quarter. Um, obviously, we're excited about the launch of millimeter wave technology because that's uh, a first for us. I think you know the industry probably hasn't seen. 5G millimeter wave pickup, maybe as it was expecting. I think we always had a view that sub six 5G was going to be the mainstream 5G technology. You know, you saw our roadmap. That's what we've powered in all of our 5G products up to now, and we've taken pretty decent, you know, global 5G market share with that strategy. Millimeter wave is important technology, mm -hmm. certainly for the U.S. market. So we are also launching that, and so we will have the, you know, all of the interoperability testing done with the carriers you know, approved by the people that are deploying millimeter wave, particularly here in the US first, but also in some other markets that are beginning to test it, I would say. Um, so we're ready for it when it happens. What about support for C-band? Yep, um, we've supported the C-band frequencies and the C-band um, from the start of our 5G solutions. So all of our sub six 5G solutions also can support C-band. So we're ready for that as well. That's great. I think there's a lot of excitement around that. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of changed the landscape, I think, in the it States has. over the last uh, while. And, you know, I think, you know, sub six has always been important on a global basis. I think sub six will be the de, the de facto expansion 5G band for you know, sub six uh, in, in the U.S. going forward. So okay. this, this will be the coverage band, I mean. And all these new products are shipping today? Uh, so in terms of the... Uh, the new products, the we're sampling customers with all three of the products that I mentioned. Um, the phones should show up in the third quarter of this year. Great. So, Electronica, 
trying to think of all the other shows. We're probably going to see those at later on, later on this year. Hopefully, yeah. yep. So, okay. Well, James. Hi. Um, thank How are you, you doing, Jim? Very good. Thank you for joining me. It's uh, our first time to get to speak together. Unfortunately, Finbar's known me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he has to keep putting up with me. Um, but Wi-Fi, you know, and this is a great area for me to focus on with MediaTek because... You know, MediaTek has always been known as a fast follower, one of many Asian companies that's done that. And I'm not knocking it. It's a very successful, very good strategy to wait till the market develops. But with Wi-Fi, especially Wi-Fi 7, uh, MediaTek has hopped on board along with everyone else way up front, especially when they're not expecting a, a, a specification until 2024. So first off, tell me what's coming out. And then let's talk about what that means to the consumer, especially two years before we're actually going to have a specification. Right. I think uh, you're correct, Jim. Um, MediaTek uh, was a fast follower, but we no longer are fast followers. We want to be leaders, especially in some uh, technology such as Wi-Fi, which is so elastic and can fit into so many products. So it has strategic relevance for us. So that's why we made the decision to kind of leap forward, if you will, and kind of change the paradigm on how we engage, you know, not just the research, but design, but also the implementation and mass production of, of Wi-Fi. So we're going to start with Wi-Fi 7. Um, that's a, you know, a sea change for us. In terms of what's coming down the pike, um, uh, we will be announcing two solutions on Wi-Fi 7. One for both ends of the wireless link, because to get to extract the full capabilities of Wi-Fi 7, you need to have Wi-Fi 7 cable devices on the client, where people say, stay you know, for a station, and also on the AP side, you know, uh, or the router or gateway. So we're going to be introducing PhiLogic 380, that's a two by two dual band, dual concurrent single chip solution that just not just has Wi-Fi 7, but also Bluetooth inside, wrapped up in the latest six nanometer process technology. We'll talk about that a little bit. That's on this client side. And then on the access point side, we will be, we will be introducing PhiLogic 880. And that is a complete platform solution from Wi-Fi tri-band, pentaband, 4x4 Wi-Fi with a beefy CPU with network processing units and really, really high-end wired capability. So that's in a nutshell um, what we'll be introducing. Now, if you are familiar with Wi-Fi 7, um, it's promising speeds triple of what Wi-Fi 6E is promising today. Um, Theoretical, I have to say that's the disclaimer here. And it's basically doubling everything on the specs of what you'd expect out of Wi-Fi 6. The real question is, is who is that really for? I mean, kind of like we're, I, I think we're at the same point with Wi-Fi 7 we were with Millimeter Wave a couple years ago. It's like, okay, are consumers really going to benefit from this? You know, a 6x16 MIMO, yes. blah, blah, blah. You know, so, I mean, really, what should consumers expect? Uh, excellent question. And, uh, you know, at MediaTek, we, we just don't want to make technology for technology's sake. For example, we're not designing a 16x16 16 16 radio. That is not what we're doing. But what we're trying to do is trying to distill from the the spec, which is quite substantial, as you know, distill from that the features that, per your question, that people can actually use and extract the most benefit from. So we have settled on architecture, which is 4x4 based, multiple of 4x4s. But we're not just focused on speed, even though we have the speediest product. But we've taken care to architect this so that, for example, 
one of the new things about Wi-Fi 7 is called MLO, uh, multi-link aggregation uh, operation, excuse me. Basically, it's like carrier aggregation, where you can bond different channels together all into one big virtual channel. And so we've designed that with a very unique architecture so that we can extract the maximum performance out of that. And that is not just about speed. It's also about reducing latency. And it's also about having a very robust, reliable, what you can say as an always on connection. So something that, you know, these two out of three things are just, you know, kind of opposite from speed, but what we think you need going forward in a wireless network. And when are these products going to be available? Well, we're announcing them. You know, we're sampling to customers shortly. But I think the broader question is, when can the average consumer go to the marketplace and expect to see a Wi-Fi 7-based product on the shelf? And that really depends on the market segment that you're in. And historically, the consumer market, you'll probably see them adopt Wi-Fi 7 sooner. So we're anticipating first half of next year. Um, and then the more products on the access side, more for what you would find through your service provider, what you would find at a workplace and the enterprise, those will probably follow, for example, second half of 2023 into 2024. So you're telling me what to expect at CES next year, huh? <laughs> well, I, I think uh, in general, there will be quite a few Wi-Fi 7-based products coming to market. Now, if I could only get you guys to work on the satellite link. <laughs> uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere, so I mean, I just went from Viasat, which I was getting 20 meg downloads, mm. to Starlink, where I'm getting 200 meg downloads. I would kill for gigabit speeds. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but no. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, one day, maybe 20 years from now, I'll have 5G. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Verizon. Um, sorry, I have to pick on them. Uh, they, uh, I, I actually give them credit. They're the only ones that actually have a signal up there, mm. but it's still difficult <laughs> so you are pretty remote though <laughs> i you know it's hey come on i embraced the covid change yeah. wholeheartedly here so well guys welcome again to arizona and thank you for joining me and i look forward to the announcements and i look forward to the material and even more so i look forward to the new products because you guys have always been great about you know letting us know all the products you guys are in and even demoing them so i really appreciate that Thank you, Jim. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Jim. So, thank you for joining. Good seeing you again, too. And that's it for another Tyrius Cast. Mm -hmm.